Well, we're still here, so let's talk about it. Do you know that today is the first day of February? I didn't even greet you to wish you a happy new year. And we're already a month past the new year. Last time I talked about the F word. Used to be one of my favorites. It still holds a special place for me, even if I don't use it very often. I do get some kind of enjoyment from listening to others use that word, how it fits into their sentences and their vernacular. But I want to get real. We are embarking on season three. We've learned how to have conversations. We've learned how to listen. We've learned about death and dying. Season two, we got to hear some great conversations from people different relationships, different walks of life, different life situations. This year, while I didn't start off having a theme, I thought about what's the next step? I think we need to dive deep into the nitty gritty of death, dying, disease, illness, love relationships, getting old. It can be a really blissful time You can be blissfully ignorant about the end of your life, find yourself diagnosed with some illness that's going to limit your life, limit your quality of life. It may kill you pretty quick. You could be blissful all the way to the end. Sure, that's one way to look at it. The other is to consider what's called the good death where you recognize that your life will end. You don't know when, you don't know how, maybe. But you've approached the end of your life with a plan. I've talked to my family about my desire to die at home, my desire to remain at home for as long as possible, regardless of illness or age. I want this person to be at my bedside as much as possible. I want them caring for me. I don't want that person near me. They can call and check in, but I don't want them in my home. I don't want to be in a nursing home. If I'm found in the street and an ambulance comes because someone has called 911, I want to know that there's going to be someone called who knows how I want the end of my life to go. They know the treatments that I want, and especially the ones I do not want. I want someone to speak for me on my behalf, advocate for me, if I can't speak for myself. The reality is this. Over 85% of people asked want to die at home. Out of that 85%, less than 50 actually do die at home. Why is that? Because they say they want to, but they don't tell anybody they want to. They haven't written out a plan for anyone. This year, I want to address the fears that many of us, I would say all of us at some point, have about the end of our life, about even addressing the end of our life, or having cancer, heart disease, 
even diabetes now, you know, with amputations and other illnesses that can come as a result of uncontrolled diabetes. There are so many things out there that can take our life, that can limit the quality of our life. And let's face it, we're just not trained in our society, in our present day culture to address death and dying. Back in the day, as it were, even in the very early 1900s, people were caring for the dead and families lived near each other. So children were exposed to the end of people's lives and what the family members do to care for that person. It wasn't something to be feared. It was just a part of life. And it is still just a part of life today. As a matter of fact, it's a guaranteed part of life. 100% of us will die. So can we choose how we want to die? Absolutely. Can we not choose and let everyone else make that decision for us? Yes. But I believe, and through part of the training that I've been receiving, I've been kind of taught that once we embrace the fact that we will die, there's a shift that happens in our day-to-day living. There can be a sense of peace knowing all my wishes have been expressed. There's that advanced directive on file. All my people who need it, all my healthcare agents are aware of my decisions and I know and trust they will speak up for me if I cannot. And I will tell you, I have been on the side of someone who has made those decisions, but nobody could find the paper that the decisions had been written on. It was devastating. It was heartbreaking to experience the angst, the frustration, and the fear of the family members who were making decisions. And it was hard for me to watch but it happened. And now I live my life differently as a result. I often talk about my mom and the gifts that she has given me without even realizing that she was giving them to me. I think she believed she was just taking care of her own situation, her own affairs. But by prepaying her cremation plan, by sitting with me and outlining the details that she wanted for her funeral, by saying to me, I do not want treatment anymore. I just want to enjoy the life I have left. I can carry that with me. I can share it with other people. I can share it with my family and encourage others to embrace that. There's someone else in my life lately who, with every decision, believes that they are getting closer to their own death. They're not ready to die. But the truth is, they are going to die. Is this thought, is this fear keeping them up at night? Is it harming the days that they have left? Is it shortening their life because of the stress, perhaps depression, or other feelings that are maybe clouding their day-to-day? I can't possibly know. What I do know is that the people around them love them very much, They don't want to see them die either. But how much quality time is being taken away? How much time sitting, sharing emotions, sharing beautiful stories? 
are being missed because of fear. I can't speak to that. I can speak to the situations that I've directly been involved in. I've been on both sides, on this death awareness, on this death denial. I think I choose death awareness. That's why I'm sitting here, really. I didn't ever expect to be a death doula. That is not what I signed up for when I started this podcast. What I did do this for was because I had collected so much knowledge and information from real life experiences, but also just reading everything I could get my hands on about death and dying. I want to share it with people. I want to share it with you all. I want to give everyone I can possibly give an opportunity to seize the day you have life. Prepare for the day where you won't so that you can be closer to those you love and care about. They can be closer to you. You can mend broken relationships if possible. Have that forgiveness, whether you need the forgiveness or you need to give it. To have laughter. To go through family photos. It was really fun. Uh, This past Christmas, my son was here. My daughter was here. So the four of us really had a great time together. Neither one of my kids wanted to go through their art from elementary school. I was really hoping they would. But funny, I took the totes down because I need the space in my utility room where all the stuff is stored. So I took them down. I opened my son's first and I was going through it. And since my daughter's living with us, she got to see several pieces of it. There was laughter. Just there were tears even. Um, (laughs) It was really a fun experience. And then I opened my daughter's. And she got to see some things. And, you know, she said, Mom, I appreciate that you want to keep it. I really don't. Okay, I respect that. So I did pull out a few mementos from each of the totes, and I will keep them forever. The rest of it got recycled. And some photos were taken and sent to my son so that he could see some of the fun things that I found in those boxes. And I hope that he spent some good time in reverie of his elementary school years. So that kind of served several purposes. I now have shelf space where I can put some more totes with other things that I need to store. But it filled my heart that day, and it carried me through probably a couple of days after that. And when I am confined to my bed, I want my loved ones, my husband will most likely be the one, perhaps one of my children, to open those little envelopes that I set aside with these mementos, show them to me. Maybe I should take pictures of all of them so I'll have digital copies forever. Hmm, that's a great idea, actually. I may do that. Hmm, I'm thinking about all the ways that I am not a memento person. I'm not a collector. I'm not a super, I don't even know what the word is. I have wonderful memories and I reflect on memories from time to time, but I'm not sentimental, I guess is the word. So in other words, when I go travel, I don't need to get a souvenir from every place I go because I have my memories. I have photographs and that's enough for me. I wonder though, as I get older, I'm just thinking back now to someone that I cared for who had dementia. 
and she was going through her photo albums, but there was no recollection anymore about who the people were in the photograph. When the television was on, she thought that the actors on screen were actually speaking to her. So I'm not sure how much she got from it. What she did get a lot from, however, was the music that we were playing, the old songs that she loved. They touched her in such a terrific way. She was calm. I would say she even had joy. And for myself, that's something that I want done for me. When I can't get out of bed, maybe I'm losing my cognition. I want my beloved music to be around with me all the time. Maybe I can turn these pictures that I have, these photos or art pieces that I've taken photos of, on a digitized frame that runs like a television. But it's the people I love and the things that bring me joy flashing on the screen. Hmm, I like that thought. So, when I talk about getting real, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. The good, the scary, the sad, the funny, all of it. Let's not be afraid to talk about this hard stuff. I really think that I've held back in the first two years for no other reason than I kind of like to be whimsical and not dwell on the hard places. But the truth is, life is hard. And if we don't face it now, when are we going to face it? I hope that you'll dive in with me. I hope that if something really weighs on your heart, or your mind, and you want to ask about it, share about it, have me bring it up here, or just tell me about it, I hope that you'll reach out to me. My email, my website, Facebook, LinkedIn. I am not on Instagram. I am not on X. I'm not on any of that social media. I think the places I'm on is enough for this old brain (laughs) to try to keep up with. But yes, just reach out. Or if you don't want to reach out to me, reach out to someone in your life. Have a conversation. Have a listening session. But I think getting real this year for 2024, how about we take our responsibility, our emotions, our thoughts, our lives by the hand and let's walk through all these different topics so that when we reach the end of our life, we can look back and say, yeah, I thought about all these things. I made arrangements. I had the hard conversations. I filled out the paperwork. All my junk is out of the house so that my family doesn't have to deal with it. Wouldn't that be such a freeing experience? I'd like to think so. I'm sure glad you were with me today. Talking about death and dying is hard enough, but then add the difficulty of good conversation And there's a lot of silence that can be had. But I hope that you're finding little nuggets that you can use in this show. Maybe something you've come to look for because you need it. Or maybe you surprised yourself and discovered something you needed to hear that you didn't even realize until you heard it. That's a fun little nugget to have. As we go forward, talking about death and dying and all the topics about end of life, conversations, the people that we love, people we want to know better. Let's just keep learning together. And if there's something that you want to learn more about, you can drop me an email. 
My address is Kathy at whilewe'restillhere.com. The website is whilewe'restillhere.com. And the podcast is, you guessed it, While We're Still Here. So lots of ways to reach out, lots of ways to dig in and learn about talking to those people that we love while they're still here to have a conversation. Think about that. And until next time, folks, take care.